What's going on, everybody? Good morning. You are listening to another episode of Black Man Into the Wild. You know, I'm blessed to be here with you all today. And as always, I'm blessed to have you here with me as well. Before we get started, if you have not already, please go ahead and subscribe to this channel, like the video, and share with your friends if you like what you hear. Also, you can listen and download each episode of the podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We're streaming on all major digital streaming platforms, including Amazon Audible and iHeartRadio. I appreciate your support. All right, I want to get right into these stories. Warren Buffett bought more Apple last quarter and says he would have added more if the stock didn't rebound. Now, it was only a couple of episodes ago that I spoke about the recent remarks that Warren Buffett made on cryptocurrency at the 2022 Berkshire Annual Shareholder Meeting. You know, he's been known to bash Bitcoin and other crypto projects publicly, so really this sentiment isn't new. But at some point, we're going to have to admit it is a bit odd. And here's why. You know, after doing that last episode, uh, I've read a little bit more about the work that Apple is doing with their augmented and virtual reality tech. And I I happened to come across an article that referenced Apple uh, as being Berkshire Hathaway's single largest stock holding with a value of $159 billion, taking up, you know, roughly just 40%, you know, of its equity portfolio. Uh, And here's the thing, you know, These days, you can't think about Apple without thinking about the iPhone, and and really, it's been that way for a while. And for the past five years or so, you know, one of the first things that I think about, at least, when I think about the iPhone is Cash App. Now, Cash App, that's Square, Square, you know, which is now Block, and just as a reminder for what Block is, Block is number one, uh, an American financial services and digital payments company founded in 2009 by Jack Dorsey and Jim McKelvey, and number two, Block is an overarching ecosystem of businesses united by their purpose of economic empowerment. Oh, and in October 2020, Block put approximately 1%, now this is back when they were still square, uh, roughly 1% of their total assets, at the time $50 million, uh, into Bitcoin, citing its potential to be a more ubiquitous currency in the future as their main reasoning. The company purchased an additional $170 million worth of Bitcoin in February 2021, bringing Block's total holdings to almost $500 million worth, uh, approximately 8,000 Bitcoins, that is. So, you know, I I guess I just think, well, if Apple's iPhones can accept payments and, you know, transactions and such in Bitcoin, uh, Bitcoin, which is the premier digital blockchain infrastructure for electronic payments, you know, I I just wonder what does Warren Buffett really mean when he refers to Bitcoin as rat poison? Now, this story comes from CNBC's Markets and Investing Reporting, reflecting on the 2022 Berkshire Annual Shareholder Meeting. It's reported that Berkshire Hathaway's chairman and CEO Warren Buffett scooped up $600 million worth of Apple shares following the tech giant's stock sell-off last quarter. Now, Apple is the conglomerate's single largest stockholding. It says here Warren Buffett bought the dip in his number one stock, Apple, during the tech giant's sell-off in the first quarter. Buffett previously called Apple one of the four giants at his conglomerate and the second most important after Berkshire's cluster of insurers. Quote, 
Tim Cook, Apple's brilliant CEO, quite properly regards users of Apple products as his first love, but all of his other constituencies benefit from Tim's managerial touch as well, Buffett's 2021 annual shareholder letter stated. The Oracle of Omaha said he's a fan of Cook's stock repurchase strategy and how it gives the conglomerate increased ownership of each dollar of the iPhone maker's earnings without the investor having to lift a finger. Oh, how nice. Apple said last week that it authorized $90 billion in share buybacks, that's a billion with a B, $90 billion uh, in share buybacks, maintaining its pace as the public company that spends the most purchasing its own shares. It spent $88.3 billion on buybacks in 2021. Next, is an economic hurricane brewing? Bank executives can't agree. From Barron's, the economy is facing a tough path, but the top brass on Wall Street is divided on how serious it will be. J.P. Morgan Chase Chief Executive Jamie Dimon spooked markets nearly two weeks ago when he warned that there was an economic hurricane coming. Dimon's remarks, which refer to the tightrope the Federal Reserve has to walk to tamp down inflation, were more striking because it was just recently he referred to such headwinds as only being storm clouds. But soon after Dimon's remarks, Brian Moynihan, chief executive at Bank of America, gave a less worrisome outlook. Uh, he says, quote, we're in North Carolina. You know, you've got hurricanes that come every year, so we're always prepared. We don't have a choice. Now, both CEOs were speaking at the Bernstein Strategic Decisions Conference. Uh, the economic assessments of bank CEOs garner a lot of attention and have the ability to move markets because large banks have a real-time window to the economy. This is what made Diamond's seeming reversal more striking. People on Wall Street worried about what he may be seeing in his client's behavior that would provoke such a rapid change in outlook. Even though Moynihan's remarks were less dire than Diamond's, both men acknowledged the real challenges the economy faces. See, during the pandemic, the economy was flush with fiscal and monetary stimulus that kept things afloat, despite many businesses being shut down. That stimulus, however, also had an inflationary effect. While it's tough to bemoan things such as rapid job and wage growth, the net effect is also a rapid increase in prices, and it's the Fed's job to keep inflation under control. Now, what makes the Fed's task so difficult is the challenge of cooling down inflation without tipping what looks like a strong economy into a recession. Put another way, the Fed is trying to get the economy back into equilibrium. Now, recession talk continued at the conference, but Goldman Sachs President and Chief Operating Officer John Waldron avoided spooking markets, even though his economic assessments echoed concerns raised by Diamond and Moynihan. However, like his peers, uh, Waldron acknowledged that this may be the most complex dynamic economic environment that he's seen in his career. And on the heels of massive pandemic stimulus, it's no surprise that markets have become even more volatile when the pendulum swings the other way towards central banks tightening. Not to mention the economic shocks of the Russia-Ukraine war that are only adding to the current market instability. So there, you know, I I'm no economist, but uh, I do like following these stories that track the activity and uh, the sentiment of some of the most influential minds that we have, uh, you know, moving markets here. And if the narrative at the same time also happens to tie into current trends and technology, uh, then I might talk about it here. You know, who knows? Uh, again, before I get out of here today, you can listen and download each episode of the podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We're streaming on all major digital streaming platforms, including Amazon Audible and iHeartRadio. Thanks for listening, everybody. This has been another episode of Black Man Into the Wild. 
Have a great day.